So I don't know about you, but this week, uh, the socials have gone crazy. Your socials have lit up, and it has a lot to do with Spotify releasing their annual wrapped list, which is, for those who don't know, it's, you know, the most listened to, for example, songs, what your most listened to songs were, but also podcasts. And I have to say, we made a couple of listeners' lists. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even know that's what it was all about. <laughs> I just got hit up by a whole bunch you of people. You are such a boomer. Like, I've had people... My favourite was uh, my mate Dave Callan in Perth. Yes. Another comedian, Irish comedian, and we're going to get him on because he's currently studying. I think this is yep. hilarious. He's studying um, security and intelligence, kind of counter-espionage. I love this, at with the same name. It's perfect. Right, so we, we're definitely, yeah, same name. We've been having this problem all yep. our lives. Once I walked into a voiceover studio and started talking and the client went, you're not the guy we wanted. Hilarious. Like, you want an Irish guy? Yeah. Yeah. Right? He got a message from a guy in New Zealand going, I love your podcast via Instagram. Now, I sort of sent a message to this guy going, you got the yep, wrong David yep. Callan. And he went, yeah, I wondered why there weren't pictures of Sydney Harbour Bridge in Correct. your Instagram account. So, boom, we've got this. And we've literally been hit up by all these people and they've all started asking lots of questions. In fact, I believe somebody is now following Oh, yeah, the, the Salty Sea Dog is following me on Twitter and I got so excited. I Now oh, yeah. I'm a little bit worried and concerned that I have to watch my back at all times. If you see a large Navy <laughs> vessel pulling up out front of your house, it's probably yeah, yeah. the Salty Sea Dog, right? So, look, one girl uh, on Instagram asked me about how to join ASIO. She said, look, I'm, I love listening to your podcast because I want to learn about ASIO. So, Elle, this episode is all about you. As far as I can without breaching national security, I'm going to tell people what you have to sort of do to get into ASIO. Also, it should probably be do as I say, not as I do kind of scenario. Oh, yeah, definitely don't do what I did. Listening to I Spied, the psych evaluation of Australian intelligence. So, Michelle, are you ever overwhelmed with the desire to self harm? Uh, no, I don't think so. Are you? Well, generally, when I'm locked in here with myself, that's all I'm doing. Hello and welcome to I Spied. I'm Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan. And today we're digging deep into, I'd like to say the mailbag, but there's no such thing as a mailbag anymore. Maybe the the, the tweet deck? The inbox? The inbox? <laughs> well, actually, the, it, a lot of it was direct message. Oh, DMs. Oh, God, people are sliding into your DMs. That's pretty They're sexy. They're getting into my DMs simply because it's like, I don't want people to know I'm associated with you, so I'm going to do this Well, most people, most people slide into other people's DMs because they want to get saucy and sexy. They slide into your DMs because they just want to ask about the Harbour Bridge and how to get into ASIO. They want to get dark and dangerous, essentially. And look, because Elle contacted me via Instagram, and thank you very much for doing mm. so. And by the way, everybody, if you do want to get in contact with us, go to at Podcast on Twitter. That's where we're normally yep. hanging out. Well, I'm You're hanging, hanging out. out. Michelle has a real yeah, job. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. have a real job. <laughs> you got a job. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about how to join ASIO. Great. And it's really simple. Go to the website. That's all you <laughs> And have we're to do. done. Go to the <laughs> That's it. And scene. Very short yep. episode today. Everyone keeps saying, can you make longer episodes? But no, that's it. Go to the website. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. Bye. No. Right. It's really simple. That's where yep. you start. Um, now, there, there used to be a lot of different sort of recruiting techniques. The way I was recruited, I applied for the public service and they said, yeah, look, we don't want you, but ASIO might. And crazily enough, Yeah, weird. So um, weird. Now, yeah. 
very strange that I managed to get yep. in there. Now, what happens, and they also used to sort of have, say, a professor or, you know, tutors at university, that if they spotted people that might be suited to a job in ASIO, they might slide that name across to somebody at ASIO and they would walk up to them and go, you know, we're from ASIO, you want to join? They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. No. <laughs> Snap. Essentially, look, it's all too complicated. And basically, if you want somebody to work for you, why not just put it out there that you're looking for people to work with you? Are you going to get some strange people? Yes. I'm going to put a massive tick next to that one. The very first time ASIO ever advertised publicly for employment, uh, it was for surveillance officers. Mm. And I was lucky enough to get to go through all of those. Uh, well, not all of them, quite a few of those applications. The number of people that said, yeah, I've got a black belt in Kung Fu and I'm not afraid to use it. <laughs> and every time we met that, we sort of giggled quite a lot because the one thing you don't need when you join us seriously, is skill in martial no. arts. Really, the discipline, and there were quite a few people in there that did martial arts, but they didn't do it for work-related purposes. They did it they because they Because ASIO it. is um, less about the James Bond and more about the, I don't know, I'm just going to have a chat to someone. Yeah. Well, look, that, that really comes down to what it is. I mean, if you are at the point where you have to bring your fists and feet to bear <laughs> yeah. uh, in a confrontation, you've failed your yes. mission. You've literally failed your job, right? It's not about getting into a fist fight. It's about talking to people. So the first thing you'll do is you'll apply. It was, when I did it, it was a form. You literally filled out a form and posted it back. But now it would probably be an online form. And then it begins. Now, this is a long process you go through. First of all, you'll probably sit down for a written yep. test, probably something like a, you know, a, a, a comprehension test. And nothing complicated, just something so they can go, does this person have a yes. brain, right? Because many people have got degrees that really shouldn't have degrees. So, and by the way, having a degree, preferably two, that will really, really Great. help. So I'm in. Right? Particularly if... Yeah, it, well, yeah, you're actually. We'll talk about you in <laughs> a moment. I've got. To, I want to talk about you in a moment because you're an interesting case, right? So you'll do a written test, and then you'll start going through a series of interviews. Your primary interview is basically you'll sit there with one guy, and generally in a rumpled sort of suit. My guy had this sort of funny voice that always <laughs> made me really uncomfortable, right? He was, yep. he was. He really was like, yeah, uh, hello. Like Kermit uh, the Frog? Was it Kermit room? the Frog? Yeah, it was <laughs> literally, it was Kermit the Frog yeah. in a suit. He was green and Great. everything. They basically go through your application form and they will literally pick it apart. Right, you know, you know, your mother and your father, and is this right? And what yep. date was this? And and they'll also look at your references. Now you'll write down three people for them to go and talk to about you. And I had a school teacher and two mm. bosses. They also want to talk to your friends. Keep this in mind: the people you associate with will be part of the puzzle. Yep. All right, and they will want to talk to at least one of them. The worst thing was I told, I gave them the name of my mate Simon from yep, high school. Yeah, I remember this. And. Yeah, and then the next interview I had, they were like going, so, uh, Python, is it? Like, so what? bizarre. <laughs> yeah. They basically, Simon told them that my nickname was Python because I was, you know, so endowed, which was like totally untrue uh, because my nickname was Wingnut. Uh, <laughs> because your ears. I am totally endowed. Sure. Totally. Right. Right. So there was that. So you go through that interview and then they basically go away and start checking on everything. They go and talk to your referees. Mm. One of the referees was an old family friend. Funnily enough, when they and he was living in a farm quite close to where my parents had a farm yep. at the time. And while they were out there, they were also doing – my father was a referee for another person who joined ASIO. She got in too. Dad's referee references were brilliant. And funnily enough, while they were sitting there, they said, look, by the way, uh, do you know David Cullen? And my father went, yeah, he's my son. He's applying to work for us. And dad went – 
Yeah, think about it. Seriously, trust <laughs> yourselves. You should really think about it. You know, he's okay, but he's a bit of an idiot. And I think Asia went, we don't have an idiot. That's a skill-based I know, and have. you filled it quite right. well, didn't you? Yeah. For years. Oh, yeah, I filled that. Mate, they, they are still, they have an idiot deficit <laughs> right now. You'll go through a psych evaluation. This is the really important thing, right? Now, I've seen my psych evaluation, we've talked about this, and it does not reflect me one little bit, which, as the psychologist who did it said, yeah, you're a much better actor than you realise. But essentially, be truthful. There's no point yeah. in lying about anything. Like, I basically ex- ex- answered except, what I thought, well, except if they ask you if you've ever had drugs before. Say no. Always say no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no really? it's, it's very different it? now. Now, it, like back in the day when I did it, if you'd had, you know, if you'd said, yeah, I've smoked a bit You're of marijuana out. when I was at You're a party out. once. Yes. See you later. Now, it's like, have you done any drugs in the last few because years? Because I remember when I applied for the Army Reserve and I remember yeah. sitting there doing, because I had to do very similar kind of um, written exam and like they did the psych evaluation. But one of the questions was, they said, has anyone taken any drugs? A few people put their hands up and they said, see you later so and i was like well i mean come on (laughs) yeah look see that's the thing asio aren't going to turn around and say oh you've taken drugs get out yeah if you said oh mate i'm I'm, i've made a fortune selling methamphetamine well yeah of course and they'd probably find that out when they do a little bit of discovery on you (laughs) <laughs> when they go and talk yes, to your friend, yes. that seedy guy who can't stop scratching <laughs> yes, the bugs under yes. his skin. Right. But the whole thing is, it's like they, they don't expect you to be a robot. And this mm. is the most important thing. They don't want automatons. So if you turn around and said, yeah, look, in the first couple of years of university, I did a bit of dope. You know, I smoked yep. a few uh, joints when I was at a party or, yeah, I kind of enjoyed a bucket bong when I was getting up for my mm. lecture on, um, you know, international relations. They're probably going to sort of frown at you but it's the whole thing is if you go look I have but I don't anymore that's probably going to be okay if it's an habitual problem that's going to be a Mm. problem but remember the whole key is disclosure if you tell them that yeah look I did I I did a couple of cones you know back in year one of English literature no one's going to worry right but if you don't tell them and then they go and talk to your mate that you went to university with and he goes oh mate that night we were doing cones together they're going to immediately go this guy's a liar and while we like liars you've got to be honest with them yeah the wrong kind of liar yeah, you're going to, you don't want to be the wrong kind of liar. With the psychology test, I mean, there's some fun questions in there. My favourite was, uh, like, of course, they ask about your sexuality. And again, it's not to go, oh, you're gay, we can't have you. No, it's just because um, they don't want, if, if you're hiding anything, they don't want it to be used against you. Yeah, and I felt that, like, it was a pretty confronting question and I was quite uncomfortable about Bestiality? it. Bestiality? Really was that in there? No, I didn't really have much of a sex life at the time. Um, so That's why it was confronting. I just told them I was a chronic masturbator. Because, um, you know, I thought I'd fit in and you know, I did. Yeah. Uh, I really did. Because everyone so, else was. Well, you know, also this guy going, oh, yeah, so what turns you on? Uh, That's that like the weirdest of- thing. Yeah, having, I mean, you know, having Kermit the Frog asking about your sexuality is kind of creepy and weird. So anyway, you'll go through all of these psych psych testing. Mm. One of the questions that came up was, you know, when standing on a high precipice, are you overwhelmed with the desire to toss yourself off? Everyone is. Isn't everyone? Well, I'm a chronic masturbator. (laughs) Wherever it happens, I'm going to do it. Right? (laughs) So this was the weird thing. Like the psych test and also with the psych test, there were two of us in the room at the time, two applicants. Really? And in fact, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really So you're strange. really bearing your soul in front of another human? 
No, 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 no. Oh. It's a written test. Oh. But you'd sort of look at each other. You'd sort of be writing away and you'd look up at each other. And you'd are you, are you know, in the sex sex number? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think about tossing off on buildings? <laughs> Dude, I am not a chronic masturbator. Oh, okay. Well, that's just me. Uh, right. So there's that really, it was that really weird thing. And then the guy that I did my psych test with, mm. the candidate that I was with, he joined about a month after I did. And we both looked at each other going, how did we get here? Hilarious. It was a really strange thing. Yeah. It, you really didn't think that it was going to co- sort of come together. Right. Once you've done all of this, and there would be a medical check, I should imagine, these days. Yeah. They would definitely, not so much you go and do a medical test, but more they'd probably have a chat to your doctor. Yeah. You know, if you'd say, you know, they, they just want to know if you've got any medical problems. Not that that would de- exclude you. They are an equal opportunity employer. But if it makes it impossible for you to do certain things, mm. they, they can't use you. And then we get into the background check. And that's when it starts getting crazy because that's everything. Mm. Like they'll ask you, what are the last sort of 10 addresses that you've lived at? Could you name them? Um, You know what? I can't. No, I could probably only do three. It's hard because I moved around a lot. So I don't think I could. Yeah, well, I did as as well. As a child, Mm. I moved around quite a lot. And I joined when I was 21. Yeah, right. Right. So that really sort of like it, that weird thing of going, oh, geez, the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully for me, since dad was a pilot, it was either Nowra or Canberra was most of my addresses. Yeah. But they need to do that because, again, it's they want to make sure that it's not somebody establishing a false identity to then join the organisation. So, so, and they so do go. they need their your actual address or can you just go, um, you know, Sydney, Melbourne, blah, blah, blah? No, 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 they need the address. Oh, my God, I could not do that. Well, you'd probably ring your mum or dad and they'd probably be able to help. That's what I did. Okay. Though I actually remembered most of my addresses. I mean, by that point, I'd lived in about four group houses because I, you know, I was a terrible housemate. If they were to ask now, <laughs> I've lived in the same place for 20 years and I am not fucking leaving. Yeah. This place is the best. Yeah. Um, it's got a blanket for I me. know. <laughs> um, and I'm never leaving it. And as I said, they will talk to your friends. Yeah. And the big thing they do now is they will look at your social media. So, yeah, now, uh, now and- I feel like it's it, it would be even more difficult because your social media presence kind of says a lot about you and I, I, oh, yeah. I feel for I feel for the people who are growing up now because you know when they're seventeen and they're posting some pretty crazy shit you know when mm-hmm. you try to be a real life adult in a real life adult world that is going mm-hmm. to be looked at exactly that that is going to be looked at and the the thing but also within that they're going to go. Uh, he's a kid who's posting a photo of himself drunk at a party. Yeah. Okay. And to be perfectly honest, we did have an ASIO party once and somebody walked around and took a lot of photos. Mm. I, I won't admit that it was me. Um, somebody <laughs> walked around taking a lot of photos and then somebody got those photos developed at the f- – and this was back in the day where we used film. Oh, remember that. Uh, and then that, that same person that wasn't me had it developed in the – photography lab at ASIO and instead of going down to collect them they just sent them then sent them through me to me through the distribution network in the building and everyone saw them and oh my god there was a holy ruckus about I bet. that it wasn't the behavior which I'll be honest when ASIO guys get together ASIO guys and girls get together it can be a lot of fun it's it's not pervy or anything it's just you know, like most people, we like a drink. And we behaved the way most people do after they'd had a couple of drinks. Yes. Now, the thing was, it wasn't that. It was, why did you freaking record yes. it? Yes. Don't record this. No. Now, 
but I mean, being a what 23, 24 year old ASIO officer, I should have known better. But being a 17 year old at a party, no one is really going to judge you. But if you're a 17 year old who's going, yeah, I'm going to make a Molotov cocktail and throw it at Parliament. Yeah, I'm really sorry, but you're probably not going to get in a way. Yet, what about Egg right? Boy? I mean, he, attacking politicians armed with eggs, would that get you into ASIO? Yeah, it's pretty much going to knock you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of you are – and this comes down to what they're looking for, yep. right? And this is really, really important, what they're looking for. They're looking for people that have a lot of emotional intelligence, all right? Again, I, I, do, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> They were so desperate. Yeah. Now, now you, you do understand the concept of emotional intelligence, somebody that can recognize an emotion. It's not about controlling an emotion so much okay. as it's recognizing and being able to assuage an emotion. So you recognize an emotion in someone else. There's mm. a lot to do with empathy. Yeah. But it's also a lot of, uh, of personal reflection and being able to go, I am really angry, but I can't show this right now. I've got to take time out at another po- you know, point in my life to have that emotional catharsis, but now's not the time. Well, that makes sense and because th- you're, you're an actor, because actors kind of have to have emotional intelligence. They have to recognize emotion in other people. Exactly. And interestingly enough, the number of intelligence officers, foreign intelligence officers I met while doing amateur theatre in Canberra was staggering. Crazy. They're actors. Yes. Right? That's what you they're do for really, a living. Really, yeah. They're really good actors. And like, here's a great thing. They're, they're looking for smart people. They don't want stupid people. That That's not going to help. Yeah. And education is not a reflection of intelligence. No. Right? It's your ability to apply that education or imply your, your, your thought process. Street smarts. There were some people in there that were really not very bright, but they weren't in positions where it they was needed a problem. to be. Yeah, because they, yeah, they were probably right. just given direction and they just needed to know how to take direction. Exactly. All right. Um, you've got to be charming. There's got to be a certain amount of gregariousness. If you're a really isolated person that doesn't like talking to people, life's going to be hard for you as a Yeah, I would imagine. Most of your job is talking to people. So even even now that discounts you, that blanket fort, I don't think I've ever seen you leave that in the last three months. I talk to so many people from here. Yeah. It's just I don't have to touch them. (laughs) <laughs> you weirdo. Because I am a sec- I am a secret anti-vaxxer and no, I'm not. I, no, I am not. I was at a year 12 formal the other night because uh, my son was there. Don't get okay, weirdo. about it. Yep. No, 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 no. I was at and it was like, wow, there is no social distancing going on. Go for it, guys. You're having a great night. Um, so the other thing is you need to be – you've got to have a good idea of lateral thinking. Mm. You've got to be able to – a great way it was described is you've got to be able to build the plane while you fly it. Yep, All right? yep. There's got to be that sort of ability to go, I'm in – you're in the middle of the process. If something goes wrong, you've got to think your way out of it. There is no time to go back and check with the office. Mm. Right, and that comes down to the whole idea of you know, that whole idea of emotional intelligence and and the charm, the gregariousness. There was a great example. There was one officer, uh, one of our female field officers, yep. and she had an agent. Now let's remember, an agent is somebody that ASIO will, an ASIO intelligence officer will recruit to either penetrate an organisation or give us information. Now she'd recruited this guy in an organisation, and she hated him. Right. She just hated him. And it's like she was literally going back to the office going, I can't work with this guy. I can't do this. Find someone else to take care of it. It's like, sorry, this is your area of expertise. This is your guy. Mm. You've got to make it work. And she had a meeting with him and she was really angry because she was meant to be at a football match um, for her favorite team. She's a Melbourne officer. And you know how tribal they are about their football. And she sort of got there and met with this guy and said, look, can we just hurry this up because I've got to be somewhere. And she, you know, he's like, what's more important than this? Mm. And she just turned around. I think it was Richmond or something she went there's a Richmond match she went and he went what 
you're meant to be at Richmond match. Went, yeah, I'm a Richmond fan. They wound up sitting at the match screaming their heads off together and that was where they met from there Tribalism, on tribalism. And she realised, I can, literally, I can deal with you, you're a Richmond fan, there is a redeeming quality yep. in you, right? So that's that's the sort of thing. You've got, to, you've got to have these people that can look at somebody that most people would find abhorrent mm. and go, what is your redeeming feature? Because that's what I'm going to latch on to to build this relationship. Yeah, that's what I did early on with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's. I mean, it's, and congratulations, you really nailed that. Let me tell you, my even my wife, who's lived with me for twenty years, and God, how she's done that. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. She's just like gone. You mean you've got another person that's actually willing to tolerate yeah. you for more than half an it's hour? It's crazy. And well, and as I say, never more than half an hour. God, no, no, no. I've got a so firm short. cutoff. Thirty minutes. I'm wrapping this sucker up. <laughs> yeah. Now here's one more thing that's okay. really important, and that's greyness. Now, that may sound a bit strange, all right? Yeah. Considering all of these fairly outward uh, extrovert, what I would call an extrovert quality. Interestingly enough, on the Myers Briggs ratio, the Myers Briggs test, which is a psychology test. I've done the Myers Briggs. Based on Jung. Uh, what were you? What, what are your four letters? Oh, I can't remember the letters. All I remember is like I was extrovert, extrovert. Like I was. Oh, well, I'm an ENFP. Yeah. Extrovert, intuitive, feeling, perceptive. All right. Which is literally the antithesis of what ASIO wants. Isn't that crazy? They want an ISTJ. Yeah. But they need. Right? But the thing is, they the thing with the Myers Briggs is they always need some of the other letters. You can't just have the same letters. Yeah. Right. So you like there's a blend, but mostly it's like and very much with it. They're very much they like the people that recognize a hierarchical structure. Yes. ENFPs yes. don't do that. We. We talk to anyone. So people at Google right? don't recognize hierarchical structures. So when you look at no, Myers-Briggs, it's, it's yeah, it's really interesting when you look at Myers-Briggs and in relation to places that you work. Anyway, carry on. Exactly. Yes. So like the grayness is the ability to blend. Yep. Right? Is the ability – it's not – there is, particularly in something like a surveillance operation, there is that ability – you need that ability to disappear into a crowd, yeah, you- to literally – and a lot of that can be taken up with your ability, how, how quickly you can change clothes. Yep. A friend of mine, a friend of my brother's, to be perfectly honest, his brother worked for Asus and he had a suit, an entire suit that was reversible, right down to the vest. Really? A three-piece suit that he could take off, turn inside out, put back on and he's in a total. I mean, I feel like that's great. <laughs> That's all. And I'd like to think he's got a tie on a little roller that he just spins yeah. around and another tie appears. Bow tie. Awesome. You know, school tie. Awesome. So there's that. And like, so the ability to blend and also the ability to blend into a different culture. Yeah. Because, you know, you will be working in different cultural areas, you know, not just in Australia, but if you're posted overseas and you've got a liaison with somebody in a sort of culturally diverse area, you need to be able to blend in. And there. by and by blending um, in, we don't mean blackface. No blackface. No, no. <laughs> No, 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 And more than anything, you've got to be really, you've got to have an ability to conceal your true intentions. Okay. Right. Another word for that is probably lying. lying. Yeah. Right. And you're going to lie to a lot of people. Um, you're going to lie to your family. Yeah. Right. You will. Well, you have to. It's inevitable that you're going to turn around and go, yeah, I did some stuff. And funnily enough, uh, and we've said this before, uh, a lot of the time people at ASIO would marry other people at ASIO so they could go home and talk. Yeah, Right. right? But I used to think that was weird until I was talking to an ASIO officer and said, yeah, but you married a dancer and you're an actor. So, you know, you do tend to gravitate towards people in the same yes. industry because of there's that there's already that common commonality established. Yes, I mean, I work right? in media. My husband works in media. Yep. Exactly. Right. And finally, you've got to be a good storyteller. Well, you've got right? that nailed. 
Yeah, that was the only thing I had yep. going for me, right? Uh, until they realised, let's just let him tell him tell stories about us and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Leave him alone, right? So, you know, with all the observational and listening skills, you've then got to be able to weave a quick story. I mean, my brother, and oh, my brother, that was a real Freudian slip. My son, that's how close I am to him. Yeah. Uh, my son actually turned around because he was interested in joining something like ASIO Oasis and he said, I did this online test. Right. Um, and it's literally a woman going, I'm going to tell you a story and then I'm going to ask you a few questions afterwards. And he said every question was stuff that made no sense. Right. Like at one point she was going, you know, and, you know, imagine someone had an affair, like I had an affair with this guy at work and it was really funny, but don't worry about that. That was the question she was always right. Who, where was the person I had an affair with? And he was like, my son was sitting they're looking at this video going, you had an affair? And it's like being able to pick out moments yes. within a story that are the information you're really looking for. Because when he said to me, why would why would her having an affair be important? I went, A, it's a point of compromise. Totally. B, it means you're listening to her. Yes, and not to not the story. Not to the story. Yeah. Correct. Right. So the, these are the skills you've got to have. Ultimately, you go if you get through all of the stages, right? And this is a long process. Mm. You'll go into vetting, and vetting, which we've done. We've done our little episode on vetting. Yep. It was just a little bite size. Uh, and if you want to listen to it, it's out there, and you probably have. But with that, the vetting can take a long time. Right. My vetting actually took a lot longer than it should have, partly because my father was a member of what is now DIO. Yep. So they were very, very much like, hang on, why is an intelligence officer's son trying to join? another intelligence yeah. organization and at the same time my mother had visited moscow when it was still the soviet union yep. i was about 14 or 15 years old and she'd been pulled off the the train from moscow right. to vienna at the you know, at the border yep. and as she said when she got on got to vienna she rang us and went i'm voting liberal for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, and she's regretting that now yeah so that's how you get in, right? You've got to go through this process. Now, for me, I think from the moment I submitted my form to the moment I was issued with my house pass was about 12 months, right? Generally, it takes about nine. Now, if there was, if there was, if this was something that you really wanted to do, just say you failed the first time, can you reapply? Or is it one of those, is it a case of they already kind of have done a psychological evaluation on you and they just don't think you're right for it? It depends on why you've been knocked back. Okay. Now, if they turn around, I mean, it's the classic thing. I always made a joke about it in the one-man show about how, you know, I've auditioned for NIDA and I've applied for ASIO and they're about on par with each yep. other. The only thing is with ASIO, you don't need a Shakespearean piece. Yeah, but, but have one handy just in case. But have one handy. You never know <laughs> what light through yonder window blinks. Oh, shit, it's a surveillance. Yes. Day. Right. Um, so the whole thing is if you get knocked back, that's pretty much it. Yep. Right. Now, interestingly enough, for the statistics, one in 50 people who apply for ASIO will probably get in. Okay. That's about the average. For ASIS, it's one in 100. Wow. Right. This is not an easy no. place to get into. No. Okay. It's, and, and for good reason. You don't want to get – they've had an idiot in the organization. They know the problems it causes. They've learnt. They don't need another one. Yeah. All right. And now I've gone – like I've gone pro for idiots. They've just literally gone, oh, we, could just, we could just outsource our idiocy to him. Yep. All right. Now, the great thing was I just read this fantastic quote from Alex Younger, who's the director general of MI6. Yep. And it was somebody sort of said, oh, would James Bond get into MI6 now? This is what you had to say. 
It's safe to say James Bond wouldn't get through our recruitment process. In contrast to James Bond, MI6 officers are not for taking moral shortcuts. An intelligence officer in the real MI6 has a high degree of emotional intelligence, values teamwork and always has respect for the law. Unlike Mr. Bond. But Mr. Bond is really hot and I'm really there for it. And I hope that that is a real life person out there somewhere. (laughs) It is. And his name's Daniel. And he's married to an absolutely lovely lady um, called Rachel Vice. Yeah, she's great. Anyway... Yeah, she is terrific. Uh, now, the thing is, I, I always thought that was an interesting quote. Yeah, no, you know, it's a good quote. MI6 officers are not for taking moral shortcuts. Well, yes, they are, kind of. But also, if, they, if you watch Spooks, they also don't last very long. Apparently, they die every second season. Oh, that's MI5. Oh, yeah. okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's MI5. MI6. I'm getting my M's right, mixed up. Exactly. That's the big problem. Now, the the thing you've got to think about, though, is when you look at the way they used to recruit, which was very much like particularly the UK was very old school time, yeah. which is how Kim Philby got in there. In Australia, it was very much ex-police, ex-army, um, and it was pretty much after the Woods Royal Commission and going through the late 70s and into the 80s that they suddenly went, hang on, let's start actually getting people that are purpose built for this. Mm. And now we've got courses like you know, counter-terrorism, counter-espionage, security courses through universities, yep. this is where you're starting to get what are called, what are literally professional spies. And this is a really good thing, right? To have somebody who's literally trained and purpose-built for this, as opposed to having to bring them in and then sort of slide them into that that sort of mindset, it's a lot easier, yep. right? So essentially, you want to join ASIO, get your interpersonal skills up, delete all your social media accounts, right? follow I Spied uh, at I Spied podcast on Twitter because that will definitely get you in. No red flags Um, there. No red flags. No red flags. (laughs) Be patient. That is the one thing I've got to tell you because I remember a number of times where I went, I'm never going to hear from these guys again. And literally, it was months since I'd spoken to anybody at ASIO and then I get a phone call and it was like, yeah, good. can you be at this address at this time tomorrow? And it's like, well, what? And it's like, just be there. And you'd show up and there'd be another interview. I mean, one where you're there and it's a panel of three officers and they ask you, I mean, that was where the great, what mm. is the most influential ism of the 20th century yep. came out. And my answer was tourism. And it should have been terrorism. But, you know, they ask you all of these very, very intense questions because they've got to see how you, you work in a crisis. Under pressure, yep. that's where you've got to be able to shine. All right. So looking yes. at a, an excellent intelligence officer, there are mm. two of us in this podcast and only one of us would make a good intelligence officer. And it's not me. I think right. it would be me. It would be you. You, yep. you, you're very highly educated, right? Yep. You're very smart. You're very gregarious. I saw your photo of you doing karaoke at the Christmas party. <laughs> um, Love a karaoke. But the other thing is, you know stuff that you find out stuff from people that I never do. Like, I, yeah. I walk around in a cloud that is made out of blankets. You seem to have your finger on the pulse. That's a skill that ASIO would definitely want. And also, you're exceptionally charming and gregarious. Thank you. And also, I ask questions. That's why I know things. <laughs> oh, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I walk up to people, instead of just talking, I actually ask them about themselves. Ah. I just talk about me. It seems a lot easier. <laughs> Correct. So do your crosswords. Look after yourself. Stop taking drugs because they'll ask. And uh, best of luck, Elle. I hope you make it. And don't do as David does or did ever. I am not the example to follow. No.